Welcome to TFA Choklin. Uh, Pastor Jules here. So good to be with you uh, as you're sitting at home. Uh, I wanted to take you a little bit on a road trip. You know, my heart is uh, we want to preach the word. We want to honor God, but I always want to do something a little bit different, do something that's creative uh, because I want you to be engaged with the word. So I'm willing to do whatever it takes for you to be engaged with the word. Uh, but this morning, uh, I saw this church, uh, my family, we were picking up some food and I saw this church and I said, man, I got to come back to this place. This is not only historic, but I think it, it helps to visually exemplify exactly what I want to talk to you about this morning. Uh, this morning, we are continuing our series called Essential, uh, living a full life with less, the things that are absolutely necessary. And I thought it would be really cool to come and uh, preach in front of this church. And the reason why is because 115 years ago, a community of people rallied together to put God first. Collectively, they came together to say, God, you are number one in our lives. You're, you're number one in, in our families. And we wanna do something that honors you. We wanna come together and, and worship you and tell the world about you. And I love seeing buildings like this because it's just a reminder of what God wants to do physically, figuratively, and, and authentically in our lives. That, you know, if you're a part of TFA Choklin, uh, one of the things that we really wanna do is we really wanna create an authentic community. We are family. Uh, we literally wanna just grow together uh, in God together. Uh, we believe that life uh, is really not fulfilled until you have family until you encounter the love of God and to see a building that was dedicated to creating and fostering those kind of experiences. That's what we're about. And whether it's fostering those experiences at home, but the concept of, of putting God first is a unique one because for some people that may not have grown up in church, that to them, they would have never stepped into a building like this. Putting God first seems a little bit obscure because there's so many other priorities and how do you put God first? How, how, how do you make those things happen? Uh, but putting God first, maybe for those that have been on the team for quite some time and you've grown up in church, you understand that putting God first, maybe, you know, in your finances or in your quiet time. I had somebody I was talking on the phone with the other day. They were like, man, my QT. I was like, what is my quiet time with God? And I thought that was awesome. Wherever you are in the spectrum, uh, one of the things you have to understand about an attribute of God is God is first whether you want him to be or not, because he's God. Now, we don't put God first. We just acknowledge his proper place in our lives. God is first. The Bible refers to even Jesus being the first fruit, that he is literally the first of all creation, that when God was sculpting humanity, he made us in his likeness and his image, and that Jesus was literally the pilot. Jesus was the one that everything came after. The Bible also refers to that God holds all things together, that Jesus, that God, they are one. They were completely together in sync with each other, but God had to fully express his love towards humanity when he allowed his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And we look through the life of Jesus, we see that he was constantly, consistently putting God first. Last week, we discussed about what it means to secure a, a, a place of peace and how Jesus was adamant about waking up early in the morning and getting along with God. Why? Because he wanted to put God first. 
In our key text this morning, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 6. And Matthew chapter 6 explicitly discusses how God wants us to live. Jesus is with his disciples and he's challenging his disciples. He's challenging them and he's saying, I do not want you to live fake. I don't want you to be phony. I want you to keep it 100. That's what Jesus is telling his disciples. And he opens up chapter six really concerning and dealing with this a religious mentality of doing all of this stuff for show. Worshiping God, giving, tithing, uh, fasting, all of these spiritual principles that are supposed to be so pure and, and, and so so true and that we hold so dear. But these religious people began to fake it. They began to do it for a show. And Jesus says, if you're going to be my disciple, if you're going to put God first, don't become so religious. And then Jesus also says that in your pursuit of putting God first, don't become so worldly. <laughs> He says, man, the people in the world that have no concept, he refers to them as Gentiles or pagans. People have no concept of God. What are their pursuits? Materialism, adding to themselves more, more, more. And Jesus says, if you're going to be my follower, you must seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus says, if you seek first the kingdom of God, All of these things shall be added unto you. Jesus says, if you pursue materialism, you may add materialism to your life, but you will have minimized and subtracted God and all that encompasses God from your life. Jesus goes on even deeper and and a little few verses above uh, that key text that were read is, is Jesus says that you cannot serve both God and money. And it's not just dollar dollar bills, y'all making it rain. He's saying that you cannot serve the pursuit, the chasing, the, the, the running after of everything that equates to cash, to influence, to status. Jesus says you'll have two gods and one of them will be minimized. One of them will become insignificant in your life. But whoever you put first reflects who truly is God in your life. Now, I have to be honest with you. Uh, as a pastor and a leader, it's con- it can be kind of confusing. Like, hey, I'm supposed to give money to the church and church does things with my money. I know it's kind of a weird concept, but this whole thing of entrusting God, even when it comes to our finances and our decisions is actually not a new concept. It's very old. And I want to take two two things that I really want to address in in this aspect, in this portion of our time today is this, is that when we put God first, he guides and he provides. Super simple. I know this one for the kids all the way in the cheap seats, you guys. When we put God first, he guides and he provides. The first thing that we need to look and address is this. When you look throughout scripture, whether it be uh, Noah, whether it be Moses, whether it be uh, David and Joshua, you're not familiar with these people. These were men of God that literally did not know what they were doing in life, but they had incredible decisions to make concerning their future, concerning their world, concerning their their nation, uh, their city, their community, their families. God was asking them to do incredible things like cross over uh, like as a political leader and as a warrior, a soldier, a general. And I want you to lead an army and take over a country that you literally could be just <laughs> wiped off the face of the planet by. But by faith, they would do this. The Bible says 
Joshua inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. Moses inquired of the Lord. And every time they had to face a battle and they wanted to make sure, they wanted some kind of assurance that God was with them. They would go off and they would put God first by inquiring of him, by praying, by fasting, by asking God to speak and intervene on their behalf, that they would not take any step without first consulting God. Again, it's not just putting God first, but it's actually acknowledging his place and his position, his proper place and his position in our lives. And this is how we say, this is how we honor God. When we put him first and we involve God in our decisions, we see that all throughout scripture. The second aspect is this, is that when we put God first, he provides. God had set principles in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And one of those principles is called tithing. If you're not familiar with tithing, what it means is to give God 10% of your first fruits. Now, it's not just an amount that God's concerned about. God is concerned about the intent and really the timing. <laughs> when it comes to putting God first, it's our intention and it's our timing. So for instance, we see in the Old Testament that in the book of Exodus, God refers to the nation of Israel and he says, I want the firstborn. I want the first fruits. Anything that comes first in your life, that adds wealth, that adds status, that, that adds prosperity to you, set aside the tithe, the 10%, and that belongs to me. We see this concept even earlier in the book of Genesis where Cain and Abel, these two brothers, you've heard of this story before of Cain and Abel and how one brought God a salad. He was a farmer. He brought God some fruit, a fruit, a fruit platter. And we learn right here in this moment that God is not a vegan. And, and, and Abel brings an offering of the firstborn, the best of his flock, and he surrenders it to God. And the Bible says that God accepts, his, accepts Abel's offering, but he disregards Cain's offering. Now, I've always struggled with this text and this, this verse of scripture because I'm like, man, man, it took Cain so much more effort to plow, to shear, to cut, to water, to fertilize. This guy literally just took something that he didn't even do. Again, this is all foreshadowing of what Jesus would do for us, that we could toil and we can fight and we can scrape and we could literally dig through the most filthiest situations trying to bring something that, that honors God. But in our own strength and in our own effort, it is impossible. Therefore, we need Jesus. But Abel comes and he surrenders an animal, something that he couldn't do. And he exchanges the animal's life and he says, God, this is the best that I have. And the first that I have, I give it to you. And God blesses Abel's offering. And this creates a domino effect. This creates a ripple effect is because what God was trying to show through Cain and Abel, what God was trying to show through the book of Exodus is that God wants our first and our best. And he blesses us when we put him in his proper place. When we put God, number one, in our finances, he honors us. It says in the book of Malachi, it says that if you will put God first in the beginning of your wealth, God will open up the windows of heaven and he would pour out a blessing that you can't contain. I'm going to tell you this is every time that I've put God first in my life, he's guided me. Every time I've put God first in my life, he's provided for me. Now, us as believers in today where we are living and in some grief, sometimes we're, we're just grieving. 
We just lost a friend in our church and it seems the rest of our nation is under great turmoil and people are angry and people are looking for hope and people are looking for some sense of, of, of how do I alleviate this frustration that's in my soul. And I just think that beyond just what we're talking about today, that if there was a community of people that, that literally honored God with the way that they spoke, they put God first with the way that they live, they put God first in their marriages, in their families, would we not see some sense of restoration? Would we not be a beacon, a community of hope? Can we not be the church that stands up and says we put God first and because of how God's priorities affect our lives, we honor all people. Why? Because God created all of us in our image, whether it's any race or creed or gender, none of those things matter, that, that God honors people and even those that do not know God, Man, if we got this concept of putting God first in every aspect of our lives, it would it would change our world. And the reason why I get emotional about this is because I don't know about you, but my heart is so heavy about this season. My heart has become so broken and challenged. And because I've seen so many conversations of people wanting to fight, not just for race, but for equality. And I know all of those things are true, but there is a great injustice that is affecting our world and affecting our nation. And it's because we have become so far from our creator, the one that can truly restore our souls. The only one that is the most competent and capable and trustworthy and honorable judge to be able to determine what truly equality is. And then until we put God in his proper place, no human, no president, no leader can ever give us what our souls truly desire. And that's alignment. Jesus is the ultimate spiritual chiropractor. And when we put God first, when we seek first the kingdom of God, he has this supernatural way of providing for every need that we have. I've seen it in my own life. Even in the most recent events, there was challenges that we were going through and, and purchasing a home. And on the outside, you would think this is not a great house. But a couple of weeks ago, I preached a message called Breathe. And, and I talked about a bean field. <laughs> I think the guy's name was uh, Benaya, and he fought for a bean field and it may seem insignificant to you but to me this was an inheritance and there are moments where Lon and I doubted and we got frustrated and exhausted and we just said we don't even want this anymore but God kept us in the game we didn't have enough we didn't know how we were going to move things around and do all of these things but because God's promises are so true and so available even today we kept seeking him first. We kept asking God to guide. We kept asking God, make a way, part the waters, do what only you can do. And God was faithful to provide. The question I have for you this morning is this. How are you putting God first in your life? And how do you need God to guide you and provide for you? And Jesus reminds us in Matthew chapter six, that if we put God first, even in the context of prayer, but even in our decisions and in our finances, that God will be faithful to provide for us. 
All right, TFH Oakland, uh, I'm here with my family, Viviana, Eliana, but really the guest of honor beyond our children in the Lord Jesus Christ is the one and only Pastor Lonnie. <laughs> you've heard her sing, you've seen her worship, but there's so much into this woman. And so I just wanted to share her wisdom with the world today. And so uh, I asked Pastor Lonnie just to share because a part of our family, she really helps us to truly put God first. Isn't that right? You guys appreciate mommy? Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. So what we wanted to do is, is because a lot of times, you know, when we're at church, we just feel like serving God really gets limited to, you know, whether the guy, the gal, the husband, the wife, but it's really hard to try to bring God into every aspect of your life, which are kids and job. So putting God first is essential in that aspect. And so we wanted to just kind of share how we have I walked in this journey of putting God first as a family. So I'm going to let Pastor Lonnie do all the talking because I talk so much all the time. You're talking right now. Exactly. All right, Pastor Lonnie, and as a family, uh, share with us, how has putting God first affected your life? How has putting God numero uno affected your life? Um, man, I can remember multiple times trying to figure things out on my own. Um, you would think that I would learn my lesson when I was younger, but you just, you always try to figure it out on your own in every season of your life. And I just realized that, um, you know, putting God first is where the peace is. And uh, multiple times in my life, I've tried to do things in my own strength and there's no peace in that. And uh, man, you can really tell the difference when you follow God and you follow the peace um, because it's different and you can tell. What does that look like? Uh, probably more of a practical. What does that look like for you to put God first in a practical way? In a practical way. Um, I think in the most recent season with everything going on, I think for me, it's it's putting God first in time. You know, in the morning, I try to get up early in the morning and spend time with the Lord before the girls get up, um, before the sun rises. Um, but I think also for me, I need to put God first in the things that I think about and what I set my mind to. Um, I constantly have to remind myself to think on things that are lovely, true, pure, and just as the word says, because I can get wrapped up in, you know, the injustices and the hatred and the, the fear, um, and the news is on all the time. And so I think for me right now, I have to put God first in what I'm thinking about and what I set my mind to and what I meditate on. That's awesome. I love it. One of the reasons why I married you. So great. <laughs> When putting God first, how have you seen God guide you? So maybe there's an experience or something that you've seen in your life where you're like, man, I really put God first and God helped me to navigate through this crazy chaotic situation. What does that look like for you? Um, I mean, there's so many situations where I've had to rely on God and put God first. But I think, um, you know, us dating was one of those. Talk about it. One of those man, do I really want to date this guy? He's weird. But, you know, I really trusted the Lord and I really said, God, if this is it, then I need you to, I need you to lead me. And um, for me, I really, in that season, I had to let go of even feelings that I wanted to have. And I think in every season I had to, I have to let go of what I want and what I see and my expectations. And I have to remember that God knows and he sees beyond what I can see. Um, he sees into the future. And so I rely on that. And I, I lean on the fact that God is sovereign and, um, you know, letting go of what I think is right, what I think is good. And I lean into God. 
That's good. I want to hear a little bit more about how did how did you put God first? God guided you through our dating into you. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. You yeah, did. I want to know yeah. what what was going on in that. Yeah, I mean, I I was at a season in my life where I just was enjoying my life. I was enjoying singleness. I was wow. enjoying um, my life, and um, I ruined it. I did not want. <laughs> I did not want to fall into um, a moment that could have been a distraction. And so I had to lay what I thought and what I felt on the altar and say, Lord, if this is for you, um, if this is what you want my life to look like, if this is where you want me to go, if you want me to pursue um, a relationship with this man, then you'll make it clear to me. Otherwise, you'll make that very clear as well. And he made it very clear. Mm-hmm. You made it clear, girl. That's awesome. How have you seen God provide for you? Like when you've put God first financially, how have you seen God provide for you? Um, man, I remember a time in my life where I was afraid to tithe and I was afraid to give my first fruits. And uh, I had so much lack, um, not just financially, but mentally. Um, I just had so much lack. And the moment that I stepped beyond my own understanding and I gave God what was due to him. Um, Doors started to open that I didn't knock on and um, just things were given to me that I didn't ask for. Prayers were answered that I I said in my heart, but I didn't say out loud. And I just think that it was the the grace and the blessing of the Lord that, um, you know, I gave of my first fruits. And even, you know, us starting this church, I remember being so afraid because we left security and we left um, things that we knew and we followed God. We sold houses and cars to follow God and we didn't know how he was going to provide, but we trusted that he would. would. And uh, we've never lacked for anything. Our kids eat steak dinners Regularly. What does it look like for us to put God first in our family? What does so, that what does that look like in your life? <laughs> You're ready to go. Go ahead, girl. So when it's the morning we usually my mommy and daddy usually tell us to get up and do church and we usually do stuff and I just sing the songs that mommy does at Oakland and <laughs> That's true. You, you do. You lose it. You sing them really loud too, you with do. your whole heart. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know of a memory verse? What memory verse have you been learning? You can't I don't remember. Remember it, Ellie. Do you remember? Oh, the... every knee mm-hmm. should bow to me. Mm-hmm. Every tongue. Come on. Should come in the Lord. Should confess. confess. You are God. To God. Good job. <laughs> that was awesome. Good job. So I think for us, putting God first in our family has always evolved. I don't think it has um, ever been stuck. We've always tried different things, you know, whether it was reading verses of scripture together or literally just even through all of the Corona and all of that stuff, still making church a priority. It's weird to go to the church and watch yourself do all of this stuff and still receive, but God has been faithful to speak through us to us. Um, and our kids have played a vital part in that of just making sure that God is first. Um, what does it look like to put God first in our family? Um, it means this. <laughs> it means that, um, it means for me, it means that I include my kids in the fun 
And uh, right now, my, my kids, unfortunately, are included in some of the not so fun. And, uh, you know, we get the opportunity to teach them how to rely on God in the not so fun. And we get the opportunity. Come on. Come on. Okay. We get the opportunity to teach them how to pray. We get the opportunity to, to teach them what it looks like to be disappointed when you want something. Um, whereas before that may not have been an opportunity that we would have had, or we try to guard them. We try to keep them, keep them from that. Um, you know, moments like this where we want it to look clean. We want it to look put together. Um, this is life. Sometimes it's not put together and this is it. Yeah. I think that's a big part of, you know, the next facet of what we're going to talk about of being in this together is that you can't always separate your kids from life. Like, I think that's probably been the hardest thing is that we try to compartmentalize. And even as pastors, there's meetings and different things that we have to go to and trying to find the balance of if that word even exists, which it doesn't, but trying to find the rhythm in order to keep God first and see God and his principles embedded in, embedded in every aspect of our family. That's right. So the next question is this, Lonnie, what does it look like to put God first in our marriage? It's the last question. Um, you know, I think it takes work to not allow other things to come before your marriage. I think that is probably for us, that's the easy one to put to the back burner and say, we'll get to it. Um, but we have committed to pray together often. We've committed to pray over one another. We've committed to cover one another. We've committed to research scripture together. And so I think um, we just have to fight for it and, and be intentional. Putting God first in our marriage has probably been the thing that we struggled with the most because so many other things seem to take priority. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. She was digging for gold in her nose. <laughs> <laughs> her knuckle was gone. Oh, don't get out of your nose. Okay, no more, okay? Uh, putting God first in our marriage. Like I said, when Vivi was not even six, month old, six months old, uh, we had an invitation to go to a marriage conference, and it was extremely difficult for Lonnie. I remember she was just like bawling <laughs> in the car, crying, and I was like, it's going to be okay. But in the process, we went to this marriage conference, putting God first in our marriage, and one of the speakers said this so clearly. He was saying, you know, many times in a marriage, you will put soccer, you'll put sports, you'll put judo, you'll put the kids above marriage, including God, including church, and your marriage begins to suffer. And then 20 years from now, you wake up and you realize, I don't like this person and I don't want to be married. And I'm not saying that about you. I'm just saying that's <laughs> you what look people, right at me. But I'm <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> but it could be real. But a lot of times it's hard to prioritize our marriage, the communication, making sure that we're praying for each other, making sure that God is not only included, but no, he is first in our marriage. And it's been something that we struggle with. I honestly don't feel like we're operating on all cylinders when it comes to that. It's this battle. And I think that's one of those things of just seeing God guide and even provide. There always is still this tension that you feel of, are we doing enough? And I think we've had to let go of that of one, not comparing our marriage to someone else's marriage. That's been a huge lifesaver of not comparing our marriage to someone else's marriage, but making sure that what God wants to do in us, that we listen attentively to him and we put him first. So we just want to say uh, thank you, TFH. Thank you, Pastor Lonnie, for joining us um, and just asking God 
to be first in our lives, putting him first. I don't know where this came from. Wow. Putting God first, ADD at its finest. <laughs> Putting God first in our lives is essential in every aspect of it.